Um, also, cool. I was at work the other day, and it just popped in my mind. I want to know your opinion on Joan Cusack. Uh, love Sigourney Weaver. What's your thoughts on Joan Cusack? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, Not to get to, I, I just, mean, I just had to know. So, and I, I'm so glad I remembered this. Did you ever see uh, Sixteen Candles when she's in the neck brace and shit? Yeah, totally fuck her. Shut up, and you and your weird fucking oh thing, God. dude. We gave him shit about uh, Sigourney Weaver and how hot she is. Oh, yeah? You'd fuck her, too? Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. No. Thank you. <laughs> no, sorry. Ripley 1986? Yes. Yeah, okay, thanks. I'm on that same page. You finally have a friend. There's one. Plus, also, have you ever seen the movie Dave? I think she's very attractive in that movie. It's about a president that has a heart attack or a stroke or something while he's banging, like, a hot young intern. Is it because he finds out he's fucking Sigourney Weaver and she's a man? No, he's banging oh. a hot young intern. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. Uh, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. And here we are yet again. So, um, yeah, so this is another episode. Uh, we have actually uh, pretty exciting things going on. Uh, first of all, I would like to recap. A trip that I did real quick. We can talk about that. We also have somebody coming in the studio that uh, is a friend of the podcast, and he's got a fucking story that is just, uh, right? Yeah. I don't know. You guys heard it, and I well, have it. So yeah, you don't know yet, but it's I don't know yet. Pretty fucking. It's mind blowing. Wild. Yeah. 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 I just, I just actually, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be too cool. Um, and we're gonna have a couple news stories uh, per, and then um, we're gonna roll into uh, our friend in the studio and make sure that uh, he tells his tale that he's been waiting to tell. But first off, I will say, fuck LA traffic. Can I say that? Uh, no, that's uh, insensitive. I've never, I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I thought Salt Lake was fucking bad. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. It was a fun trip. It was really cool. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, wife and I did a trip. We uh, went to Vegas Saturday, Friday. Went into Long Beach for a Seattle Seahawks game, and we stayed at the Queen Mary, mm. which is the highlight of the trip because it was pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, got some EVP, I think. Uh, got some pictures, I think. Uh, the problem is they had some wedding parties and receptions going on, so it kind of scared away the ghost. They, people were out fucking 2 o'clock in the morning drunk as shit, just kind of... You know, fuck your joy. I want to see some goddamn ghosts. Exactly. I don't give a shit about your fucking marriage and ain't going to last for two years. Can yeah, you fucking get please? divorced? Fucking, yeah. Yeah. Trying to, <laughs> to ghost get this here, fucking people. shit out of here. I got priorities going on. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. And I think at a later date, we're going to recap that along with some topics because it, uh, you know, for those of you who may not know, if you don't, you live underneath the fucking rock. But the Queen Mary is the most haunted ship ever. Like it just 41 deaths on that boat. Um, calmed in like 1936, wartime, peacetime, and now it's just a Long Beach. And it's just, the whole story is pretty amazing. Um, so it was neat. That was kind of the highlight of the trip. And then we hit Vegas again and then came back here. 
Um, but uh, it was very, very entertaining. Um, we're going to do a news story apiece. Last week, we released the all news episode. And actually got some pretty good feedback on. They're like, finally, you guys are talking about more than just because there's some people evidently that are like, oh, you're just just when you're telling the news, then you go into something else. So I think this will work to where once a month we actually have a complete. We cover these stories that we're missing and yeah. we do it kind of in full. So we've had feedback on that, and I think that's you know that's it, fair. It was fun to do. I think yeah. it was awesome. Show us your new. Show us your news. news. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> No, and I think it was cool. Um, it, and there's always paranormal news and high strangeness news, no matter what. At least once a month, I think we can come up with enough stories. Yeah, so I think so. I think it's awesome. Um, but we're going to cover a story piece on this one before we roll into our main topic. Um, who wants to kick it off? Anybody? Uh, I'll go. I feel like I'm always going first, so you. Uh, this is good. Oh, you're such a gentleman, man. Yeah, and I think – Shane, your story probably lines up closer with what we're doing tonight. So, okay, you can be the grand finale. Um, so this headline is "Unexplained Shapes in Sky Could Be from a Universe Before Our Own." Uh, it's from the Independent by Andrew Griffin. Um, astronomers say very unusual points spotted in the early universe appear to be sources of vast information. It's still not clear why those uh, strange parts of the sky behave in such an outstanding way. Outstanding. Like how you say that. Um, so basically, there are these uh, points that they call Hawking points, named after, of course, Stephen Hawking, uh, that are basically kind of like high radiation, uh, like bright spots in the sky. Um, and they think it might um, kind of back up the theory that the universe expands, like that the Big Bang wasn't the first Big Bang, so the universe expands and then collapses. And that those might be like black holes, like remnants of uh, the the coalescing and collapsing of previous universes. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. I took really extensive notes, but I don't feel like reading them right now. <laughs> um, that's basically the gist of it is, is these could be – so a lot of astrophysicists look at this theory. It's, um, it's called the conformal cyclic, cyclic – cosmology theory and just kind of poo-poo it but uh this interpretation of it makes it a little easier to swallow for like mainstream science and stuff so i just thought it was really interesting it's yeah, it's cool. easier to yeah with swallow to hear it's just layman terms type thing that helps yeah. that definitely helps yeah that's interesting i like that that's cool what do you got on your side john um well we have a, a case of periodolia um, and that is the tendency to interpret a vague stimulus as something known to the observer, such seeing shapes and clouds, seeing faces in inanimate objects or abstract patterns, or hearing hidden messages in music. Hmm. So basically, Google Earth took a picture of Antarctica, and the exact locations, if anybody wants to look it up on Google Earth, is 72 degrees. Uh, by 36 south, 168 degrees, 34, 40 east. Um, and it looks like there's a giant gray alien face in Antarctica. Isn't that fucking weird? I mean. Okay. It's, I mean, you know. Hmm. And it it just it legitimately looks like a gray alien, kind of like the face on Mars. I'm sure most people are familiar with yep. like the face on Mars and everything. And, you know, usually it's just uh, lights and shadows and yeah. rock formation, you know, and 
and that I mean that's where the term uh, periodolia. Yeah, and and it's a real like real thing, like uh, like when you see faces in the texture of the mud on your walls, and like yeah, and yeah. or you see something in the clouds, and you're like, oh, that yeah. looks like a wolf like, carrying a baby, like a giant penis floating around up there. Yeah, there so was... um, you know, s- step aside, Jesus. We've got aliens <laughs> in America. There was a, a face on the wall in uh, Jasher and later Dave's room at the Kilby house that like always mm. gave everybody the creeps. It was pretty really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it just what, texture? No, it, it was like wood paneling, but it was oh, like real wood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of that. Um, like the grains kind of yeah, make it. Yeah. But that house was also haunted. So, whatever. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> so maybe it was. Yeah, the picture's super that's, cool. So um, in Mysterious Universe, that's where I got the... Uh, the article from, but um, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff, conspiracy theories with Antarctica too. So that just kind of falls in line with everything. You know, is it a giant statue? More than likely it is uh, some snow and some shadows. Right. That just happen to line itself out, which, you know, and again, Antarctica, yeah, you're right. They're between the, the science bases. I spent six months there. I'm going to tell you, it's a weird fucking place. Yeah. You know, between just being there, the sound you hear, like it's very, very isolated. It's a weird, mm. it's just a weird fucking area. Yeah. You know, and it continues to be. So, you know, I see that, but I stumble on that. I was like, oh my God, that's, huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that looks you know, like a giant, that looks like a gray giant, alien yeah. face. So, but then again, I saw an acorn the other day that looked like a fucking guy smoking a cigar. So, you know, exactly. shit happens and yep. what are you going to do? Yep. But uh, that's interesting. Well, this is one that um, <clears throat> I stumbled on, again, me being the, the paranormal ghost guy. Uh, the house at Conjuring was actually based off of, um, was sold, and it was bought by a couple uh, because they actually wanted to, they actually want to f- fix it up is what their their whole goal is. So Corey and Jennifer Heinzen, and again, I pulled this off New York Post, but this is all over media at this point. Um, they bought the house uh, in Harrisville, Rhode Island in June uh, they told a local weird, a radio station that weird occurrences have already cropped up. Now they initially wanted to, <laughs> initially wanted to do the fucking nice thing. They initially wanted to do the whole. They're going to remodel it, do whatever they want to do, and then they're going to because they're paranormal, paranormal fans too. That's yeah. what they they're kind of into. Is that why they bought the house? Well, that's mainly why they bought the house. Uh, but now they're starting to kind of freak out a little bit because it's beyond what they want to go through. Um, they said there's lights flashing in rooms when there's actually absolutely no power in the rooms that the lights are flashing and they can't explain it in the middle of the night, hmm. knocking, footsteps, uh, whispers, um, all this was, uh, they've been telling this back and forth. Now I do know that, and again, for those of you who, you know, I watch every now and again, but half of it's bullshit. Um, Ghost Adventures, for example, on Travel Channel, uh, Zach Baggins. I don't know if that rings a bell. They're going to be in the Conjuring House's Halloween. That's what they're planning on doing is investigating that home. Mm. So, you know, it's – and again, I'm not trying to say houses are haunted. This one obviously here is just – it was based off a movie, based off a famous Warren case. Um, although come to find out, uh, the Warrens – God rest her soul, by the way, because Lorraine passed away I think last year. Um, they really didn't have a lot of involvement in the actual Conjuring case. The movie kind of played that up a little bit more than it should have. But at the same time, you know, these guys bought it. Uh, they set up 12 cameras recording 24-7 inside the house. And uh, they actually are going to – they're working on the Travel Channel with Ghost Adventures to put a documentary together. Mm. Um, and they legitimately aren't staying there 
<laughs> currently. <laughs> so fuck this. Place. It scared them enough where they just don't want to fucking deal with it. Wow. Yeah. You know? Kind of bit off more than you can yeah. chew. I think so. That's kind of what it sounds like on the on that side. But uh, it does interest me. It does amaze me. Stuff it must like be that. Nice to own a house you can't stay in. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you fucking write? Could you imagine? It must be it nice just, to have that kind of money. Oh it, well, there's. I think it's on like 112 acres. It's kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, the, the house is up in Maine. I saw. Is that uh, Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. So, and it is creepy as all fuck if you look at it. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, you know, they picked the right house. But, um, but anyway, uh, we wanted to tell our quick news stories and I want to finalize with that one because to be honest with you, uh, we actually are rolling into, uh, another haunted story that just kind of, kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing how it happened. Um, you two are friends with a guy named Skylar who actually is in the studio. So welcome Skylar. Hey guys! Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome. Uh, you know, I'm just here. Skyler <laughs> actually, right before we came over here, helped me. Well, saved me from burning down my house because I had a wonky electrical outlet. Yeah, that was not a haunting. That yeah. was no, no planning. <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks for keeping me from burning my shoddy house down. craftsmanship. Well, there you go. My goal is to keep you safe. <laughs> thanks, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One goal in life. Well, I will say, first of all, thank you, man. Um, come to find out, you two know Skylar from a ways ago. I knew Skylar actually from uh, another kind of forum here in Draper or in Salt Lake City, um, which is kind of cool because I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, totally. Didn't know yeah. that we were going to run into each other today. Yeah. I think it's kind of neat. Which is rad. Yeah, we brought our friend yeah. over to Shane's house to tell his story, and he walks in the house and just immediately no shane yeah it's like what the hell is going on here <laughs> well you know welcome um you have you have a story that's kind of amazing i i want to cover a couple facts too just for the listeners um because after you know talked to josh and josh is like hey scholars on board we're gonna have them on i was like fantastic i started looking up some figures um and again this is only united states just in the united states period when you're talking about the census of haunted houses in the country and we're taking away theaters, courts, parks, you know, everything else. We're just talking about residential homes. Yeah. There's over 300 documented homes in this country that is known to be haunted, um, which is quite a, that's quite a lot if you think about it, that actually is observed and reported. If you add all the other stuff in, there's over, over like 600. Like it's crazy with, with everything else that might be involved. And, um, you know, sad as sad is, I guess, Skyler, you are part of that consensus. Well, yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, I mean, I've always been interested in the occult as far as reading and, uh, you know, things of uh, history taking place, uh, you know, so I've always kind of been a re big reader of that, at least the last 15 years for sure. Um, I never knew that uh, I would be in a situation where I had to deal with something of that nature because ultimately, you know, when you hear people's stories or you see things on television or programs or whatever, and you're kind of somewhat skeptical about it. You call bullshit. Well, I'm the same way. I just call bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm just an old heavy metal dude, played music, living my life. <laughs> uh, I've known my buds forever. It's like, I mean, obviously there's a normality there that you kind of coincidentally share as people, I'm, you know, obviously not a basket case. So it was kind of an interesting situation. And it actually made a huge impact on my life and kind of where I'm at today just because of the situation I was put in and mm. the cards I had to fucking deal with, you know. And then I, I think, in my opinion, I did the best I could. And I 
you know, tried to handle that as most appropriately as I could possible, you know? So, I mean, you know, I mean, where do we begin with all of this? Uh, let's start at the beginning. Why don't you yeah. uh, set the yeah. scene and tell us uh, just kind of how you came across the house and what was going on in your life at the time. Okay, yeah. for sure. So, honestly, it would have been 2015, um, and it would have been before summer, like into springtime. My wife, well, my ex-wife at the time, um, well, now, but my wife at the time, we discussed about selling our smaller home. And we kind of, you know, had a little bit of uh, some contention going on. It wasn't anything major or anything that I thought that was going to be significant or majorly impact that relationship. But we decided to get a bigger home. We lived over by Liberty Park in Salt Lake City, um, across the street from some of my best buds at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were like, okay, well, let's get a bigger home. Let's start looking and let's sell this house. So we started looking. And, of course, I've always been a big fan of, I mean, every of my friends know that I'm really into mid-century modern homes especially late 50s, 60s, going into mid-60s style homes. Lots of glass, lots of weird architecture, um, one level, no basements, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I came across a private listing. It was actually not on the MLS. Mm. And we found it, and I believe I found it in like a local paper through their website, like where you can kind of basically search through privately owned homes that are up for sale. So with that being said, we went and looked at this house that was located, uh, you know, that's, I mean, we're, th- we're, we're talking within two a mile or two miles of the city limits of Salt Lake, uh, go bordering Davis County, kind of up towards the bench of the of the, of the hill of the mountains, right there behind the Capitol on the other so side. So kind of, of up by so you're basically sort of- bountiful Salt Lake City, but it would have been about it, that address or well that particular address would be considered bountiful. Gotcha. So we were kind of up on the bench, and it was a big house. It was an acre lot too, and it had like a road. So we pulled up to this house. I love the house. And I believe that the house was built in '58. And it was built by an architect that was from Southern California, obviously, which makes sense why I was on, into the home. Made sense. Mm-hmm. So I saw this home, and so we scheduled an appointment with that owner to go see this home. We pulled up to it, my wife and I, and we got inside the house. It was super cool, 3,500 square feet, one level. Oh, wow. And it had like a really cool you know, structure in the backyard that was part of the house as well, too. Um, and as we walked through the house, they, had, they kept some of the 50-style stuff, and everything else was renovated. I mean, from hardwood floors, and they kind of got rid of the sunken bedroom and living room, which was super cool. I don't know why they did that. My intention was to basically um, repull all that hardwood yeah, floor that was down them. and redo it. But, you know, then the owner told me, oh, you know, well, there's a safe that's underneath the floor, too. And, of course, you know, hmm. you know that, that was some pretty interesting stuff. And we had talked, and he was a nice enough guy when I thought at the time, you know. Fuck him now. I shouldn't have bought that house from that prick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> so with that being said, we were kind of like, we discussed it. And we said, you know what? I really want to make an offer on this house. I love this house. This is kind of my dream home I, is the way that I put it. And it was like a road that went up to it, kind of like an estate. Mm-hmm. And it like then the garages went off to the, the west and the house sat facing north. And uh, like I said, about an acre property was 0.75. It was wow. big. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was a fucking pain in the ass to mow, you know, that yard I can't, sucked. I fucking can imagine. <laughs> um, so, so I made him an offer and he accepted that offer. And so we didn't use a realtor. I just used my own wits and through using my wits and my butter, that was a lender. I was all, hey, I'm going to buy this house and follow the paperwork myself. So actually nothing was on record as far as, 
Let me foreshadow just a tiny bit, but basically when you buy a home, it gets the MLS. And once you buy that home, it's recorded as the value that you paid for that home. Right. So if somebody can see how long you were there, how much you paid for it, and kind of a little bit of the history of that situation and yeah. scenario. Didn't have to do that, fortunately. That was the one bonus that I had going for me. So when we initially were in that home, we did the walkthrough. My ex-wife, my wife at the time, was walking through a hallway that was by this humongous kitchen that we had. And I could tell that she wasn't pumped on the place. I loved it. I'm like, we're close to the city. I mean, I play music. We shared like, you know, we have practice spaces and things of that nature. And I do a lot of work in contracting downtown the area. So I'm like, dude, 10 minutes away, no big deal. This, this rules for me, you know, and you work in the city too. So like, this is still totally accessible. And we have buds that live in lower Salt Lake. So we're close to our friends. And, um, you know, it's a pretty predominant LDS area. And I wasn't uh, wasn't my <laughs> wasn't a big deterrent, but I mean I'm not a religious man, uh, so I was like, "Okay, hey, cool." So she had a bad feeling going through it. She didn't tell me that uh, she had some bad vibes by the kitchen in one of these hallways, and mm. it was kind of upsetting her. And I'm like, I mean, not to foreshadow or get off topic too. I mean, I've been pretty sensitive. I'm ten- I'm sensitive to things, I guess. You know, if you wanted to call, I don't know how some people want to call that. I mean, you know. Being sensitive to spiritual things that happen around you, uh, you know, it's 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 pretty interesting. But I think it's pretty natural too, because this is something that's been around forever. This stuff is old; it's not new. Right. And I mean, who knows how thousands of years old this stuff really fucking occurs, and how, you know, we don't know. I mean, half the shit that happens on this planet Earth, or I mean, even our history of this planet is as a whole, we don't really fucking know. It's all just guessing. Right. So, I mean, that's my thing. And so with knowing, having a little bit of my background about kind of who I am and what I'm about, we purchased this home and the home was beautiful. And we decided that we were going to paint the home and we were going to do some things before we moved in. So she was staying with her grandmother at the time. And I was staying with my folks because of my schedule, work schedule. We had dogs and, you know, you don't, it's just hard to move everybody into one room. And so we kind of did that thing for a little while. And then, um, so basically we bought this house. We went on a trip, which is interesting that you brought up the Queen Mary because we were in Long Beach, California at the Queen Mary oh. <laughs> one week before we moved into our house. No. Ca- oh, wow. that's I legitimate. That. We were there for a festival called Ink and Iron. Remind me to, uh, remind me to bring up the definition of attachments. Oh, sure. Okay. Cause that, that just, you know, keep telling your story, but that's something that really, that hit me right there as a flag. When you yeah. just said that, you so. know what? It's interesting is a lot of shit's been hitting me as a flag the last five years of my fucking life. I can't explain. <laughs> and it's all full circle and it's fucking super strange. Oh boy. And I can't explain it, but I mean, right, right. like I said, so we were at the queen Mary and like I uh, there was some contentious stuff there. Mm-hmm. And there was some things that she had said to my buddy's wife about our relationship and kind of where it was at, you know, that I didn't really know about until after we were long divorced, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I mean, well, it's what it is what it is, which isn't really anything too horrible. You know what I mean? It's just indifferences and growing apart. So we came home. And so as we started working on the house, we closed on the house, came home, Long Beach, California. We're at the Cream Mary for a few days for a festival, came home. We were basically just gung ho. I'm like, let's get this whole entire house painted. So when you walk into that home, you have a full, huge living room that extends into a kitchen on one just basically the north side of the house. And as you walk through the hallway to your left-hand side, there was a huge lounge and it had a bar in it. Hmm. And everything was teak wood. It was beautiful. It was all teak, cool bar in the corner, fireplace in every room. 
in both of those rooms, in the living room and inside that room. And then to your right-hand side, or left-hand side, excuse me, going down the hallway, you had, let's see, two bedrooms and an old retro bathroom. The whole house was renovated, updated, and modern, except for one bathroom. It was really 50-style, turquoise fucking tile and, you know, all the craziest shit. And pink green room. toilets and shit. Pink, pink yeah, bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, You know, and I mean, I mean, I'll just be completely honest as we were in there. One day, I mean, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom in this bathroom. So I'm sitting down <laughs> going to the bathroom in this bathroom, and then there's this huge mirror that was on that wall. And the first time that I got a bad feeling in that place was obviously my wife had been telling me. She never told me that she was fucking creeped out by the place or else I would have never bought it. But she said that she was just okay, and then if I loved it and was my dream home, she was going along to get along, you know? I wish that she had told me more. I wish she had really expressed how she felt. I would have right. never bought the fucking house. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting in this bathroom going to the bathroom, and I'm looking in this fucking mirror, and this mirror, all the only thing that can come to my head was like, dude, I really think that this mirror has seen a lot of shit. And that was like the first inclination I got in my head, and I was like pretty fucking creeped out. Pull up my pants, flush the toilet, and I'm just like, this is fucking strange. I'm not going to tell anybody about this shit. Left the room. Yeah, just it, a weird thought that you it, had. And this is yeah. what is from the beginning that I had thought-wise. My thought process, too, I mean, obviously there was a safe that was underneath the floor. When I bought the house, he showed me the safe, gave me the code. I never opened it until this happens later on in the story. So, you know, I'm sitting in this place, and I'm like, okay, well, the one thing I did know that I would, I mean, I've been privy to, even in just the study that I've done of the supernatural, but is the smells and your kind of your surroundings and the feel emotional feelings that you get. But walking into that home was super fucking strange because a lot of the time it smelled like a hospital. Like there was an, really? anas- there was an antiseptic smelling in it. You know what I mean? There was a smell of where it kind of smelled like medicine. And what was interesting too, that before I even put any of this shit together was that the guy that had lived there before me had two children that were born in that home. So they were both young. That was 2008 to 2015 that he had So you're at. talking to the guy you purchased it Correct. from. Correct. The guy okay. I purchased okay. it from had two children in that home, and they were both severely disabled. They didn't walk. They had medicated beds, basically. Oh. They remodeled the back bathroom so they could walk, so they could be wheeled into this thing, and they had a van, you know, with the whole uh, handicap accessible to get inside yeah, yeah. thing. Like with mm-hmm. gates. And when he told me they were selling the house, he was originally like, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of close to the refinery. And maybe, and I'm like, what do you, we're on the side of the fucking mountain. What do you mean close to the refinery? You know what I mean? And huh. I, I never really thought about that. And do I honestly think that he sold me a fucking haunted house on purpose? I'm not sure. Don't know. Right. Can't speak for him. Um, so then it started getting weirder. This is where it starts getting weird. I have my buddies over, I show them my house. I don't remember, John, if you came over to the house or not. I, I never came over. I had every intention to, but by the schedule wise, you were on tour yeah. doing shit, music. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And same with Stoll. I don't think you ever came over to the house either. No, I don't think I even heard about any of this until right after you sold it. Okay. Like I saw you at Aaron's house and you were like, Have I got some shit to tell you? And I was like, Okay. So, yeah, so we started basically painting. I go and buy all these fucking supplies. I spend all this money. I'm doing all this shit. I'm busy. My wife's busy. You know, and it's just like, okay, well, it's just, I'm in like fucking recon, go, go, go mode. I'm trying to create a, an environment because we haven't, like I said, the, there was a little bit of contention and anyway, I was trying to make things right and I wanted to, and I bought a home, I wanted us to move in so we could start living our lives again, things to get back to normal. Yeah. That was like the, a new start, a new start, yeah. a clean slate, yeah. like let's kind of restart our lives and our love or whatever right and then like i said there's nothing been too bad there was no negative shit happening between us as far as like 
you know, cheating or crazy shit off the wall stuff. It was just, just growing apart a little people, bit. Yeah, two people growing apart. Yeah, we're yeah kind of growing you... apart and trying to recon, you know, consolidate that mm-hmm. and just be like reconcile and move forward. And so yeah. we start painting the house, and I'm like, this is fucking sucks. This house is humongous. This is a lot of energy. And I'm just like, damn, what are we going to do, you know? And my wife at the time, too, didn't ever really want to be there. Uh, I Now I understand why, but she was always... And, and did she ever... So originally she didn't say anything, but did she ever hint after the fact and be kind of forthright with you on, hey, I you know, I don't feel right? Were any of those conversations had, or was it just she just kind of kept to herself and... Up until we had a conversation, yes, and never really said okay. anything. And so... Okay. We're moving forward with this thing. And then, uh, like I said, she was never really comfortable. Hmm. And I mean, it caused a little bit of contention between us and we're arguing, you know, nothing that's fucking crazy. But at the same time, like, I'm not myself either. And there's things that she didn't know about me either, which I didn't find out that, I mean, I was pre-diabetic for a few years mm-hmm. and because my pancreas is wearing out. So obviously that's irritability because your your lack of... You have a hormone that's missing from your body, so you get irritable and kind of grumpy. Nothing that anyone that doesn't know what type A type or type 1 diabetes does to you, which I was later diagnosed with, and I'm insulin dependent because my my pancreas doesn't work. So, of course, like I get some of that was grumpiness because of my condition, my health condition. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I mean, it was just like I was scatterbrained, man. Never really fucking could think right in that place. It was always kind of fucking weird. The smells were always off. Um, I'm there working one day and I'm painting by myself and this is towards the, this is really the beginning of the story where it starts to fucking get weird. I'm painting by myself. I don't know where my ex-wife was at the time. I'm assuming she was working and then going home to her grandmother's house for whatever, to get ready for the next day or whatever was happening. Right? So we're doing this. And as I'm painting this living room, essentially, I have a vacuum, like a wet and dry vac, you know, I bought from Home Depot and it's sitting in the living room with me. That's all. The whole entire house is hardwood floors. There is no carpet in this place. Um, and it's beautiful. And the thing is, it's fucking strange. I, I didn't even think about twice about it, but the vacuum rolled, dude, 25 fucking feet behind me all the way almost into the kitchen. And it was <laughs> unplugged. And I was like, okay. And I'm tired. And I'm just like, fucking, for all I know, I turned around and hit it with a fucking, with the paint sticker. Right, right, right. Like, I didn't even give a shit. It wasn't even on my radar at that point. I lock up, sh- close up shop, go the fuck home. Anyway, get back there, you know, within these is within a few weeks process. Um, I'm painting in the small room, in a small bedroom to the left-hand side in the front of that home, next to that 50s bathroom. That's super fucking strange, which I got it. I knew that place was strange. The one with the mirror, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. And, the, and the pink tub and the fucking turquoise tile. And I already knew at that point, I was like, we're ripping this bitch apart and we're going to fucking remodel this bathroom. <laughs> That's the last room in the house that was never touched. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been done except that bathroom. I figured it was for nostalgia or the or ambiance or something of that nature, the feng shui of the whole 50s vibe, early 60s vibe. Like they just wanted to keep at least yeah, one bathroom. Yeah, one thing, because the, the stove was original, like 1960s style. There were some cool things about it, but that was the only room that hadn't been mod- remodeled, you know? So question on that. Yeah. Um, you talked about the previous owner and the uh, his children that were uh, handicapped. Yeah. Was that the bathroom they used? No. Or do- okay. They okay. used the back bedroom bathroom that they remodeled that you could walk into. Okay, gotcha. So it was totally updated, all modern. Okay. Floor to ceiling windows were across their whole bedroom. All right. Um, I'm in the room right next to that bathroom, and I'm painting by myself. 
What's fucking crazy is I heard the water turn on full blast in the bathtub and the fucking sink in that bathroom. I'd never experienced that before, thought about it. I mean, by nature, I do trade. Like I said, I mean, I'm a tradesman. I've been involved in the electrical field for 17 years, you know, uh, as a licensed electrician. And so it was like, oh, fuck, something broke. That was my first yeah. thought. Some and pipe burst. Some or something. pipe yeah. burst. And like, now I'm going to have to put out a bunch of money to fix this shit. And so it's Ugh. frustration. Yeah. I walk around the corner to go in the bathroom. Everything's fucking off, shut off immediately. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't say anything. Went home, talked to my wife, my wife the next day, didn't say shit about any of the stuff. Not that I can recall. Not that I would have made a big deal about. Plus, I wouldn't have wanted to fucking further the fucking the stress of the situation, so I'm pretty sure I didn't say shit. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and, then, and then we, her and I talked, and she had a guy that she knew whose son does painting and works for a contractor. And I'm like, dude, hire this dude, and let's just get the fuck out of here. You know, I'll pay him finish the house we can move into the house and just be put this thing to bed and move forward yeah let's just get it over yeah so we can move in finally he comes and starts painting this home um and there's a there's a there's a little bit of interaction there um one thing that did happen that really kind of bothered me before all of this before i get into that part of the portion of the story was that there was a time where my ex-wife and i we were in that home working on the house and we were leaving and I had my car or truck or the fuck I was driving at the time. I don't remember. I've had it pulled up to the front door and I left the sliding glass door out to the back of the master bedroom. Cause there was a sliding glass door that went out each room to the back of the house into the courtyard where we had another structure. And, uh, I told her I was just fucking tired and I'm just like, cause it's beat me up too. I'm working full time doing this shit. It's frustrating. Oh, yeah. it's, frustra- yeah, yeah. it's frustrating, you yeah. know? And it's a mixture of intention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I look over and uh, she's fucking having, I don't know what else to call it besides somewhat of an emotional breakdown in the car. What? She was sobbing and fucking, because I was like, hey, will you go close the sliding glass door to the house in the back room and we can get the fuck out of here, you know? And she was kind of shaking up and I didn't know what the fuck was going on and then she started sobbing and Instead of being like a, the husband that I am, it was just I was irritated. I was irritated with her, which is fucking wrong. Because that is a red flag of like, holy shit, whoa, 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 whoa. And she was dealing with some emotional stuff before all of this too, you know. And so, um, so I knew that maybe there had been maybe man, I don't know, maybe it was a memory or maybe you know we had driven by a, a house that she had grown up in and it upset her. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know the story. I didn't ask the story. It's her story to tell, not mine. So I know that there was some things kind of going on at the time. And I didn't know if it was related or unrelated, but she was having, like, dude, it was straight up apparent that it was a hard time. She started sobbing and I was just frustrated, kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Let's just get out of here. Go close the goddamn door and let's go. Hmm. And she was upset. And I was just like, fuck, I'll do it then. The stupid manly moog thing to right, do, right, which right. is fucking, I'll do it. So I go knuckle dragger. Oh yeah, totally being a douchebag about it. So I walk in the house and I slam the fucking you know glass door and I lock it. And we walk out and I drop her off, you know, at her at her grandmother's home or whatever. And I go home and it was like really fucking contentious. Now let's hmm. fast forward a few days or a week or whatever when we get this contractor in there. So he starts working on the house and I'm like, fucking dude, you just need to be done. You got a couple weeks. Let's fucking be done. You know, let's get this thing knocked out so I can move all my shit in. Yeah. 
And uh, so I paid him and I, you know, and he had some helper and his wife was helping him. Okay. And uh, so the next thing I can honestly remember was I got a phone call, a message. He called me at midnight when I was, uh, uh, yeah, at fucking midnight and he left me a voicemail and I woke up, you know, I go to work early and I'm like fucking five in the morning. I'm getting up to this site that I'm on that's up in, you know, downtown Salt Lake and. I listened to the voicemail and he says, Hey, you know, this is so-and-so and, uh, I really need to talk to you. And I'm like, at midnight, why the fuck would you talk to me at midnight? So I yeah. didn't say anything. And I'm just kind of like, Oh, you fucking dumb, dumb. And so, you know, I'm, I fucking call him at 6am. I'm in, I'm about to work. And, uh, he says, you know, I'm like, well, what, what is going on that you need to, you, you know, what, what, what's happening here? I hadn't said anything to him about the house. We didn't talk about anything. Right. And he just says, I really don't know how to say this man. And he was a, a Mexican guy, which I'm Mexican. So I understand him. And he <laughs> says, you know, sorry, your house is haunted. And I'm like, yeah, wh- why would you think that? I'm like, you know, cause honestly it's really none of your fucking business in my opinion. Right. To, I hired to, you to do a job. Yeah, it's really not. not to, it's not yeah, your yeah. fucking place to paint call the me. walls so I can fucking move in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And that's where I was at with it. And then after he tells me this, I'm kind of like, okay. And I'm. And I mean, you guys know me. I'm a. I'm a fucking big. I'm, just, I'm a big tattooed man. I'm not so much of a meek. I, I speak my mind, and so I'm like, well, tell me what the fuck's going on. What is it that's bothering you? Because he's basically telling me he doesn't want to go back. Yeah, he's not going to finish his. Yeah, he doesn't want to finish the fucking work that I paid him thousands of dollars to do, or yeah. whatever the case was, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he tells me that he was working in the hallway by that fucking fifties bathroom, and the water fucking turned on full blast in the bathroom. Oh, motherfucker! And I was like, okay, and I didn't say anything. I didn't validate that to him. I didn't say about my. Didn't talk about my own experience. With all this being said, too, I didn't tell any of this to my wife at the time. I had all this pretty quiet. Uh, especially with her having some emotional things going on. I didn't want to fucking make anything worse. Even though I was being an asshole, I didn't want to make anything worse. Mm-hmm. And so he tells me, he tells me the, the fucking bathroom turns on full fucking blast. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. What else? No big deal. It was a big deal, but I fucking wasn't going to tell him that. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, he tells me too, in my bar, in my private bar, he had the vacuum when he was sanding in that hallway to do some painting the fucking vacuum shot across the hallway into the bar, almost to the other side of the bar, almost into the other hallway. Dude, we're talking 30 fucking feet. And just to clarify, is this the same area that the vacuum moved when you were painting or close to? Close to. I was okay. in the living room okay. on the other side of the wall of the bar. And so- What uh, are you, what are you, sorry, dude. What Like when you're hearing these stories from him, and these are the same ones that you experienced- what the fuck is going through your mind? I got sick to my stomach I mean, a little bit. I was upset. I was fucking a little, I was definitely frustrated. I had a lot of money tied up in this yeah, place. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I mean, my marriage had, it wasn't failing, but it was definitely had. Like, I mean, you got a lot of emotional shit going yeah, on. Yeah. It, it needed, to, we needed to be stable. We needed to be rolling yeah, forward and moving yeah. forward and relaxing. And then everything would have been just fucking fine, essentially, you know? Right. And so he tells me this shit and then he tells me that he was in the back room in the hallway originally that I know my ex-wife was having a hard time and she got a bad vibe in that area. I didn't think anything of it. He's painting in there and the lights are turning on and off without any, you know, ah, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal. 
And then he was doing some painting in my master bedroom and said he heard voices. And that's when, I mean, like I said, I'm not a fucking an expert by all means, but I mean, I have been studying the occult for fucking 15 years. I understand what activity is happening. He tells right. me that he thinks it's a little girl's spirit is what he tells me at the end of the conversation, the phone call. Well, didn't you hear voices when you were painting? Too? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I heard well, when you were initially. Uh, this is later on after that too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So okay. I mean, we I was in that master bedroom, and I he that's where he heard some stuff, and I heard some stuff too, and it was more like banging around the kitchen and shit like that. And I thought my ex wife had been there. Well, my wife was mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah. And I fucking nobody's there. I call her, and she's oh. she's fucking at her grandma's house, dude, twenty fucking five miles away. I didn't say shit. I left it alone. I also fucking my... So he tells me about those two things, and then he tells me that when he walks up to the front door, um, he thought... He he called me earlier, too, because he was mad because he thought that I hired another contractor because he said when he walked up to the front door, it sounded like people were doing construction in the house. And then when he went in the house, there was nobody in the house. That was pretty fucking weird. I, what the fuck? That, and he's not the first person to tell me that either. So the shit is coming full circle. I'm experiencing things that he's experiencing, and so that's why I know it's not bullshit. And I'm not fucking crazy, you know? I'm like, okay. And so when you're telling me that this is a fucking little uh, entity, a spirit of a of a girl, um, typically speaking, with those kinds of poltergeist activities happening and fucking smells like that, uh, it's always, you know, whether you want to call it aliens, you want to call it demonic, shadow people. I mean, I don't know how you want to phrase the things interdimensionally, but there's something in the fucking house. So my mom takes my sister up to the property to show her my house because she just fucking thought it was cool. My mom calls me and tells me the house smells like fucking urine. That's Mm. not the first time I've read that or heard that about stuff like this. And I'm like, dude, the house has been professionally cleaned. And this is foreshadowing because this happened earlier in that process after we closed. So that was something I forgot to tell you. And I knew that was fucking bizarre. And all the stuff started hitting me like a ton of bricks. So, of course, after the conversation with this gentleman working in her house, I'm like, I need to talk to, I need to tell my wife what's going on. I call her and tell her, dude, I think the fucking house is haunted. I know this is the craziest thing we'd ever talk about. I mean, we used to joke watching ghost shows and shit. Like, fuck, if we ever had a haunted house, we'll just sell the motherfucker and get out of here. Not ever worry about it again. Well, boys and girls, it's not that easy when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in a fucking property. Yeah. Contracts. Yeah. And- yeah, it's it. And, you know, and then, of course, you're fucking scared because you don't know if you have to disclose this information. Well, just for the record, in the state of Utah, you don't. Oh, you don't. Yeah, because different states have different rules. Uh, in Washington, yeah. you do. Yeah, same with California and yeah. down in uh, right. Louisiana as well. Right. Oh, uh, that's and, crazy. Yeah, you actually have to post it on a fucking on your for sale sign that the place is haunted in Louisiana. So you guys know, uh, so Skyler, you don't, but you know Mike Pardue, you know from Ochre, yeah, Mountain Paranormal. That's one thing he says with a, with a house, a haunted house. Boy, it sells quick. It sells really quick, but or it buys quick. Somebody's going to pick that up, but it sells. They never last. There's such a turnaround because everybody gets excited about the idea of it. And then when they actually experience it, it's shit hits a fan. You know, oh, it's just totally. a done deal. Yeah, so. You know, like I said, the people who want to buy a haunted house, they think it's fun and games. Like, yeah, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. No, be yeah. careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. And you exactly. know what? You don't fucking know what's going to attach to you. You don't yeah. know what you're yeah, walking away with. Casper the friendly ghost type shit. Yeah. You just paid a half million dollars to fucking have a shitty fucking life. Good luck with that. You know, uh, but uh, no. anyway, sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah go on. no. Uh, so with that being said, she, she was fucking upset, man, like straight up sobbing on the phone. And I was just like, it's OK. We'll figure this out. I'll fucking we'll make it right. I promise. Um, We're not going back to fucking house anymore. 
the house was done. He finished up. Um, you know, I had walked through, I went back to the house a few times to fucking load stuff in cause we had already moved in and had most of our stuff there when he was finishing. And I found wooden crosses that he had made, uh, from sticks that he tied Jesus. together. I found them out by my dumpster and I was like, and, and again, f- you're talking about the painting contractor, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. I'm All like, right. why the fuck is there a cross in my dumpster? Like I make shift cross. And then there were some in my furniture when I opened some furniture, like a record player door. There was one in there and there was some one on top of my fireplace. And I was just all, what the fuck is going on? So with that being said, I was like, well, dude, I don't know what the fuck to do. I called my parents and I'm like, dude, my fucking house is haunted. My mom and dad are kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm all like dude, laughing it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, well, like, I mean, really? kind of like, I mean, my parents are pretty staunch Christian people, but they're fucking, mm-hmm. they're cool. They're fucking rad people, man. And they're very understanding. Yeah. And so I figured out, oh, well, you guys are fucking pretty spiritual Christian people. You should understand what the fuck's going on. And my folks were kind of confused. Just like, well, dude, we don't know what the fuck to do about this. So I'm like, I'm kind of confused. Even though I knew better, it was almost like being around that place made me not only angry, but confused. I remember mowing. It's like the- clouding your judgment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember mowing the lawn, and I'm just having a fucking straight-up yelling match with my wife in the yard because I'm out here fucking doing this, and you're out here, and I need your help. And, and I mean, I'm just yelling at her, and she starts crying, and I'm like, that's not, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? So it wasn't, you didn't feel like you. It, it, no. I mean, it was one of those. No, dude, and that's the thing, man, is I don't really understand and you don't, and when it's happening to you and you, when you're involved in these, it feels the best way to explain it is it feels like stress. It yeah. feels like stress. You're right. just under stress. It's just a, just energy. You're just, you're just busy. You're just tired. You're just these things. Well, which you, is your fucking, relationship is struggling. You just bought a new house. You're trying to get it ready to move in. So you're uh, moving is stressful. Oh yeah. You're, you're loving that all in the same basket, yeah, you know, like and you're not just, yeah. And you're not separating the shit, you know? Right. And I knew something was fucking bizarre and wrong. So we actually met up with a pastor. I was going to ask. Okay. Oh all yeah, right. dude. I went through the fucking gauntlet on this one and I was trying to get answers myself because I never really understood. Well, and you're not a very religious person. Oh, I mean, I'm, I don't, I hate religion. Yeah. You know, so I'm, to get a pastor is kind of like I mean, your wits in. Well, no, as far as being faithful, like I have beliefs and I have sure. things that I believe in. Yeah. But as far as following a fucking organization that's telling me to give them money, no, thank you. Yeah, you're not yeah. So, involved yeah, in a right. organized. Right. I think we all sit in that exact same you know, seat. And, so, yeah, and that's no, and that's no pardon, no yeah. persons. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's sure. like you do what you want. Right. So we meet with this pastor, and I've known him for a long time because he's been affiliated with my folks. And we sit down with coffee and my my wife and I are sitting there and I'm telling him this stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck do you know, honestly, really about like basically demonology and how to fucking exercise your authority essentially spiritually to make this shit go away? And he had no fucking clue what to do. What a retard. Now, <laughs> what a fucking retard, dude. He sat Sorry, there looking me in the fucking face and literally just basically, oh, he looks me in the fucking that's face. That's funny, but fuck, that's funny. Oh, yeah, fuck him, dude. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we're sitting there in front of this guy and he looks at the two of us and he starts asking me about my marriage instead. It's almost as if like, we're convoluted and through our arguing and dismissiveness right. of each other, we've created this this not real issue. Because that's all he knows the what marital, to do. Correct. And so that's I was the way like, to go. I'm like, I didn't bring you here to counsel me, you fucking dipshit loser. This is, yeah, this isn't I, about marriage counseling. This is a spiritual issue that is right. affecting our fucking life. I'm not going to move into the fucking house now. We never lived there. 
we stayed there one night together and she freaked out and stayed up all night long fucking probably taking those little tiny hands and clinching the back of my shirt you know what i mean <laughs> and that's honestly probably what happened and my ass barely slept maybe three or four hours and i'm probably fucking snoring feeling like shit anyway you know what i mean like so that and that's it that's as far as that's going staying in that home goes period mm-hmm. And so he basically has no advice. What a fucking deadbeat. What a dummy. Well, so uh, when you say pastor, what, what oh, he's uh, a, organization was it? Mormon uh, he, or was uh, it Catholic? No, or? no, it's a Christian, a full gospel Christian church. Oh, okay. Somebody that I was, should, I mean, should have been essentially a little bit more connected spiritually as far as you know what they teach, you know what I mean? Well, that's why I asked. Because you know, certain more, like Catholics, for example, you know, I, I never, it blew my mind of why the Catholics feel they have to have a book of exorcism. Nobody else has a book of exorcism. Why well, does sure. the Catholic? You know what well, I mean. There's a so, lot of rules there too. Th- there is, of course. You, you know, know, but it, it makes you wonder. Sure, absolutely. Mormons, Mormons know a thing or two about casting out a spirit too. I've heard. Actually, yeah, I've it heard. gets it gets pretty fucking weird. Yeah, I've yeah. heard stories about that stuff too. Huh. People going on missions and running into creepy crawly shit. And they've had to have people right. dispatched to spiritually handle those situations, so to speak. Right. Huh. So okay. did you talk to? <clears throat> so. Okay, so yeah, we're talking to this guy, and I'm just like, I look at her and I give her the, well, we're beating a dead fucking horse look. I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So I basically dismissed him, and it was about her. And I said, you know what? And I told her this to her face, too, and I'm sure she'll attest to it, but it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want, and I said, you know what? This is our decision, not mine. I'm already feeling guilty for getting us into this fucking pickle. You know, which I don't think she ever really thought about that one, but that's, that's truth. Mm-hmm. And I tell her, I'm like, what the fuck do you, I'm like, do you want me to sell the house? I'm like, you just tell me, I said, yes, is the mum's the word right now. You tell me what you want to do. And she told me right there having coffee in front of this gentleman. Yeah. I want to sell the house. I picked up my phone and I called my realtor immediately. I listed the fucking house. I met him there that within 20 minutes of that conversation and we were listed the next day. Because the house was already ready to go. Um, this is where it starts getting even fucking weirder. So, oh, it gets weirder. Oh yeah, Jesus this fuck. Is, I told you we haven't even gotten into the <laughs> no, meat and potatoes of this tip shit. Of the iceberg. So I'm wondering why the fuck this house is haunted anyway. But at the same time, I don't want to fucking know shit about this place anymore. You know, and I'm sure I've left out some things or little subtleties that had happened. I'm just giving you the meat and potatoes of it, and. uh Essentially, I list the fucking house with my realtor. I don't tell him shit because I don't want to know about anything. And after I found out that it's okay that I can sell the house without having a disclosure in the state of Utah, it's not required. I went ahead and list the fucking home. Didn't say anything. I'm sure my neighbors that knocked on my door recruiting me to a religious organization and all the people in the neighborhood were fucking just gossiping about it. Which was one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of, which was easier to walk away from the property as well too. Nosy people are the worst. Hey, if you're nosy and you're in your neighbor's business, go fuck yourself. Right. Nobody wants you to do that. So it's with that being, I know. <laughs> Sorry, that's I, fucking I, hilarious. I'm just saying that's I know, a, I'm with you, a little bit of a PSA out there for all you assholes that are too fucking nosy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, mind your own. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I'm dealing with my realtor at this point, and I'm just like, just sell this fucking place, and I have it listed for. I can't really remember, but it was like about 40000 more than I paid for it because it was off the books. And usually people, I mean, I've done enough real estate now in my life where- Well, if you get closing costs, you got, well, you're paying your realtor, all that other bullshit, oh yeah, all those and, and people who sell their homes don't know their home is worth usually 20% more than what they're listing sure. for in a private yeah. listing. Right. So uh, 
I'm going through this shit. We're showing the house. And I'm just like, I don't know if anyone knows what's happening. And, oh, you know what? I just skipped a huge part. Before we right before we listened to that right. house, before I talked to that pastor, I had three people that my mom knew that were medium, so, so to speak, type people. But they were kind of Christian people, but they were into the supernatural. I had called them out to my house, too. That's like a huge part of it. That's like, so they come into yeah, the house. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's something we need to talk about. So this predates us meeting with this priest pastor individual, right? Um, and this woman uh, goes into my bathroom and they're walking throughout my home. And I'm over there a little skeptical, kind of like, uh, this is fucking stupid. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly didn't know. But anything, what's the, what, what, what does it hurt? You know what I mean? Open to any suggestion. So, right. Help. Yeah. At this so point, you're basically desperate. They walk the property and then we talk. And I am privy to a lot of things. I'm not ignorant, you know. And she said that uh, she was in that bathroom, that 50s bathroom, and that uh, she essentially, you know, through a vision, so to speak, saw blood all in that bathtub. She saw blood in the bathtub, and they all picked up that witchcraft had been practiced in my house. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I was like, okay. And then she goes uh, on further to tell me that I will find out what happened in that house. And I said, fucking well, like a hundred years from now, because I am not going to find out. I don't want no shit, you know. And she was like, no, you're going to find out. I'm like talking soon. And so my challenge to her mentally and emotionally was like, well, fuck you, you're full of shit, because I'm not going to find out, because I'm not going to go looking for those answers. Right. So you're full right. of... So you shut, so, your, you so, shut your mind, right? So that, that was me telling her, fuck you, don't speak into my spirit, and I'm going to think about this, and then, um, you know what, actually, I'll do you one better. I'm not going to find out, because I'm not going to even try to look for any answers. Right. So that was my little thing to myself, and she had told me about that, and she went through the kitchen, felt the bad juju in the kitchen, those hallways, and some stuff was going on. And that little room that I was painting in when the water was on full blast was the room she was talking about specifically that witchcraft had been practiced in. So they take off. And then that's when I had talked to that pastor. And of course, no help of that dude. Um, and then we list the house. Now I don't tell my realtor shit. We just move forward. I know where my legal right is. That's where we're at, right? Um, of course, I'm having a hard time selling the house a little bit. Dude, I'm, I, there's no way that people didn't go in that place and just fucking were bizarrely fucking thrown off or people who had felt okay with it. And my wife and I were just kind of maintaining through all of this, and it's the communications getting just less and less and less. We're basically just drifting apart. There's so much space that it's it's so difficult, and we're trying to find a new house. It was just fucking miserable. Um, So finally... You know, we're starting to get smashed on the house, and I'm like, okay, you know, I what the fuck? And so I had my mom go out there with some people to bless the house again because we had the house blessed too. I forgot when those three people were Hey, there. I was going to ask you if that, okay. Yeah, of course. We had the house blessed, right. and I am i didn't experience anything really because I never really went back except for sweeping the floors, mopping a little bit of maintenance, and letting my realtor in and out of that place. That was kind of where the, I was at after all said and done, you know? Um, so at that point he's showing the house and he's having a little bit of issues. I'm like, okay, we'll fucking drop the price 10 grand and I don't give a shit as long as I don't have to eat a lot of money. You know, I'm okay with losing money, which we did. We ended up losing 20 grand, you know? Oh, damn. Um, so it's like, so he's doing all of this stuff and I'm at work one day and I remember this 
specifically and vividly. I was walking into this cafeteria up at a health facility to sit down to eat. It's 12.10. I remember what time it fucking was. Uh, I get a phone call from him. I answer the phone, and he's like, hey, uh, I got some interesting thing to talk to you about, you know. Um, oh, this is me listening to a voicemail, actually. I listen to a voicemail, missed this call, 12.10. And the voicemail says, hey, you know, there's some interesting things about your house. I kind of figured out why you think it's creepy, you know, call me back. And I'm like, I never told you shit. And you're talking to the realtor, correct? Yeah. Okay. And you didn't tell him one thing. Oh, of you course just not. said, I want to sell this house. Oh, yeah. Like, That's I all tell, you said. I want to tell the realtor, hey, this place is fucking haunted. Sell for me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, no. I don't even want to yeah. get into who, it. Who would fucking do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and, <laughs> right. and I don't even want to talk to anybody about the thing going, what's happening at that point in time. Sure. You know, it's just like, it's mind boggling. I'm like, almost like, is it fucking even real? Mm. So my realtor I get this bizarre message just like, hey, you need to call me. I got, I know what's going on with your house. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I call him. It was 1227. I remember the time. And uh, I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? And he's like, so your neighbor came over, the lady across the street who never talked to me that was super judgmental and fucking uber religious, comes over to my house to be nosy and talks to my realtor and says, hey, uh, why are the, the couple moving out? And he's like, oh, well, they don't want to live in fucking here anymore. And there's a little bit of a, it's not their style, you know. The community here is a little bit different for this couple. They want to move back into the city. And she was like, oh, well, I didn't know if it had anything to do with, uh, there was a woman that was murdered in my home by her handicapped son. So after that architect that built my home sold the home, he sold it to a couple. He was a truck driver. And I think that woman was a stay-at-home mom. They had two teenage daughters and a disabled son, which kind of foreshadows the fact that that other dude had two disabled children in that home. A coincidence or not, I don't know. Pretty fucking creepy, though. And they didn't have really any medical condition. That was the thing. He divulged that to me at some point, you know, before I, when I was buying the home. But uh, so this eight-year-old, I think he was eight, uh, if, if I can recall correctly, and he tells he's telling me the story on the phone that this this kid, why his dad's out in the road, his mom's in the kitchen. I is what I think is how it went down. Is what he told me, and the neighbors lived there her whole life, so she remembered the shit happening going down. And in the he comes into the kitchen, I guess, with his dad's shotgun he pulled out from somewhere, you know, and he fucking shoots his mother, I guess, in the face. Jesus. Fuck. So I'm, and this is where it gets a little, a little diluted. I can't remember if she actually had a, a wound that Im- immediately killed her and she died on the spot, or if she was wounded and walked into that bathroom and died. Where that, where that, yeah. where the lady that was a little right. bit clairvoyant saw right. the blood in the bathtub and the evilness and witchcraft. She also told me, you know, whatever was in that house wanted. I mean, me and my wife talked about this. Wanted our uh, the feeling of oppression in that home and the the wanting of our finances, my marriage, and ultimately your life. Well, did it get my life? Because my cruddy old ass is still here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, Damn. it was interesting because I was like, and I, we had talked about this way before we ever got divorced. So this was already known between the two of us that shit was fucking weird. And they told us that, and they were like, "You guys need to be really careful." Let us pray for you. Make sure that everything's cool. Okay, cool. Whatever you want to do. I don't want this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So now going back, going back forward, 
I guess she, so this child shoots her. She dies in the house. The dad comes home. They're devastated. I don't know if it was the two teenage girls practicing witchcraft in the fucking home or what that was all about. But, you know, that area up there, too, is a lot of Indian burial ground, too. There's a lot of weird shit. Oh, that's really? Ha- yeah, okay. there's a lot of weird shit that's happened up there in that area, um, which I didn't fucking care about or believe. Now I want nothing to do with that. That place can kiss my buns, you know? So I'm like, I'm listening to all of this shit, and it fucking hit me like a ton of bricks that, dude, I just found out everything that happened in this house. Yeah. Holy shit. And I didn't do it by my wanting. It just happened. I was kind of fucking pissed that he told me all that shit, you know? Yeah, because it'll flash back to the medium. Yeah, absolutely. And I was kind of like, fuck you, asshole. You won. Tell tell me. Yeah, it was. I felt like I kind of lost my power there and was like, fuck this, you know, this is bullshit. I didn't want to know about any of this crap. And that was two weeks after about they walked through my home. Oh. So then I'm like, shit, you know, I tell my family, kind of my mom and dad, what's kind of going on. They're like, you know what? We're going to talk to a friend of ours and we'll see if we can bless the property or do a communion or something different. And then actually somewhat, I understand worked. I don't know, wasn't there. I don't ever want to go back there, you know? So they do a, a, a ritual, blessing ritual or, or ceremony, whatever you want to fucking call it, you know, happens at this house. Um, finally, we got under contract and I sold the son of a bitch. And, uh, you know, after all of those things, I'm trying to make sure I didn't leave out any key notes, but I never told anybody about that. I never told my realtor about any of that stuff. So when he told me all of those things, it was bizarre. And then I did find out too that, oh yeah. And through that same conversation was like, so after that couple moved out and I mean, so she's dead, the cat guy takes his disabled son, his two daughters and they bail out of the house. Then two teachers occupy the house with no kids. It was a guy and a woman who both worked at Bountiful High School. I don't know who you are. Well, maybe I do. I don't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. But it's like they both worked at Bountiful High School, and they didn't sell that house until 2008. So So, that house was only occupied by one, two, three families before I purchased it. And uh, Okay, so did you ever open the safe, though? Oh, uh, I that did. was my question. Oh, God. I want to. I want to hear about this safe. Thank you for bringing it up. So, um, uh, at that point in time, too, when we were trying to figure all this shit out, when I had those people over to check my house out, I told them about the safe. So we opened the safe up, and you know, I, I don't really remember. There's a lot of fuzziness and haziness there. What, what that was all about. But there was some weird shit that had that house has some I don't know I don't know how to explain it you know what I mean, but they opened that safe and there was I can't remember exactly what I what did I ever tell you stole about that safe if you remember correctly I don't remember yeah neither do I I honestly I don't. remember there being some weird like maybe quote unquote satanic shit or something no I think there was papers in there yeah there was papers in there and some stuff but and, and fucking lots of spiders you know. I hate spiders, man. That's fucking. I don't really remember, uh, honestly. It's like I said, I've, I've lost a, f- a few. It's been so long well, now. Well, I think I've, you I've kept the key things. points. Uh, yeah. You know, for you to lose a few is very understandable. Oh, totally. I, I, you know, and you know, she also told me too. You know, I remember them telling me that you know that mirror. I told them about the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, do you feel comfortable fucking taking that mirror down or going through the walls?" Or looking in the attic, maybe there's something here that's basically a portal, you know what I mean? That's been somewhat uh, cursed. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes right now, and I don't want to deal with this, you know? Like, fuck this. You suppose maybe that mirrors uh, what the mom that got shot I I was don't. her last? I don't know. In the bathtub? Well, whatever's in that house was demonic. That house wasn't haunted by human beings. It's an entity, whether, like I said, you want to call it an interdimensional being, you want to call it whatever you want to call it, an alien, even if so. You know, that shit is fucking haunted. And there, there is oh. such a thing. And oh, that yeah. drives people to do... Oh, yeah. It's, it has an influence. Like, I mean, there's, there, there's, there's residual energy that's left in places. When something bad or good happens somewhere, it leaves a residual energy oh, sure. f- footprint sure. or fingerprint, so to speak. Yeah, it, But it's that a doesn't mean print. it's fucking haunted. Right. And whatever's in that house is intelligent. Whatever's in that house is fucking malevolent and it's fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't suppose you bothered doing research on what was there before that house. I, I, I mean, I would think you just wash your hands of it and go, you know what? I'm done. I did. I and I'm not even going to worry about this. I didn't because get involved in it. It devastated that portion of your life, it sounds like. And, yeah, and my apologies, man, because I, I can, I, I just, uh, that's Jesus. Yeah. And then through that, you know, and more and more distance. And then we finally bought a brand new fucking house in Salt Lake mm-hmm. in an area, in a beautiful area. And then we ended up getting fucking divorced. Because of, you know, Do you think that was the catalyst of it? Man, Do you think I it think, was just one of those things I that just... I think it contributed. I didn't think it's the catalyst. I think it was something that definitely contributed more than it needed to. Right. And there's a lot there. And I think it caused a lot of contention. And there was an emotional detachment that happened after that that w- wasn't repairable at that time. It, um, was, it right. wasn't repairable, you know? And I mean, we have friends and family around you that kind of witness what's going on. People don't really think about that stuff. But I mean, like I said, I mean, I found out what had happened there. I didn't know that there was murders there. And then the guy that, you know, then after those teachers had it, they sold it to the guy that lived there. And he had a bunch of fucked up shit happen to him. Look what happened to his poor two children. Now, did you ever, I mean, did, is that confirmed that he did have things that happened? I mean, he didn't tell you when he sold it to you, obviously. No, I probably would have fucking knocked his teeth out if he would have told me after the fact. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that, didn't you say he said his uh, kids didn't necessarily have like a known health issue? They were just. Yeah. I said that earlier. Like it wasn't anything that was uh, a defined disease. It was just some like ab- just not diagnosed or completely anything. abnormalities that just left and rendered them disabled, and there was no really reason method for the madness. Hmm. And I mean, when we were moving out of the place, my fucking homie, our mutual homie of ours, uh, Phil, was in the, my bar room and was like, yo, homie, come in here, check this out. I mean, you know, and Phil's my fucking bud, and he's not, we all know him, like it's a credible source, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Phil's like, dude, your house fucking smells like perfume. And I went behind the bar and fucking reeked of perfume, man. And I'm just like, ah, this fucking piece of shit, you know? And I, like I said, it was just, it never felt, it was always super strange after that. Super weird. And it affected my life. I mean, no one buys a house, especially like a dream home, doesn't live there and immediately sells it. Yep. Like, I mean, I I feel like that, I mean, I believe you because you're my friend. I've known you since I was 10 years old. But if I didn't know you and you told me the story, the fact that you just spent you know close to half a million dollars on this dream house of yours that was just amazing, everything you've ever wanted in a property, to not ever officially move in and just immediately 
sell it. Oh, to, well, to, well, I seen that's like, the thing too. Was I got it for a good deal from him? Mm-hmm. I think I, I honestly, when I bought the house from him, I paid like three hundred and twenty thousand for the house. But oh this wow! Is, for something that this, sits on an acre with all that, I mean, that's Jesus, right. Dude. I mean, but you know what? Though the house is probably right now is probably worth six, seven hundred thousand oh, dollars right. where, 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 where the market's at now. I would now. be so yeah. curious as to now. You know, you, you I don't, know? I don't know, and I know that the people that probably bought my home, I think they had some kids and stuff. You know, and like I said, I, did I wonder what, if they're still there. I did the best thing that yeah, I could do by I'm having wondering. that house blessed and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, I tried. But like I said, the state of Utah, I have to, it's not my fucking problem. I don't have to I don't have to disclose those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to. Well um, whether a potential buyer believes it or not, they're still gonna use that to try and negotiate the price down. Oh, of oh course. absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. obviously see, I guess the thing is it's paranoia because I'm almost like, Well, who wouldn't believe that? The thought that I would tell someone, Hey, the house is haunted and they would be like, Oh, you're full of shit, I'd be like, I guess that's kind of a weird thought, but I never thought of it that way. Good point, dude. Yeah. Because honestly, somebody might just be like, "Oh, you're full of shit, dude." You're and full that, of shit, but if you're telling me the house is, but also, I'm I'll take the house for twenty five thousand dollars less. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, I I sold the house for a lot more than that, mm. but I can't really remember exactly dollar amounts. But you have to remember, by the time I pay commissions, reimburse myself for the money spent, invested in the home and stuff, I ate about twenty grand. Yeah. yeah. And that's what people don't understand is it's like, do you just fucking take $20,000, wipe your ass, that throw it in the trash, and, no and lose your home, and then eventually get divorced as you buy your new home. Yeah. Buying it's, a house is the biggest pain in the ass I've ever done in my life. No one's just trying to do that a bunch of times. Yeah, fuck that. You know, like, I didn't want to oh, I'm going to buy this house. Now I'm going to sell it. So now I have to look for another house to buy. Totally. Like, but I think that stuff residually carried over because, I mean, I guess we can continue the story because yeah. when we bought my new house, um, I bought that house for my ex, for my wife at the time. I wanted to live with her. I loved her. She was, she, she was my, she's my guy. She's my dude. I loved her. Uh, madly just was fucking like, you know, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this better. It'll be okay. And she was mad, man. Like uh, there was contentious shit and like a change in behavior for sure. That was kind of fucking bizarre because I've never seen that from her. She's very passive and submissive for the most part. Very type B personality. And I did see a change in behavior after all of that. I don't know if that's resentment, though. You know what I mean? I, that could be a lot of things. Resentment, maybe some emotional uh, unrest that's happened or some things that got stirred up. I didn't know. But there was a behavioral change after all that. She kind of got fucking mean to me a little bit. You know what I mean? Not so much as like verbally, but just... Remember we were having dinner one time and... I was talking to her mom and, you know, and her dude, and she got catty on me and was kind of drunk and got fucking mean. It was kind of like, ah, I was saying something. And she's like, oh, that's bullshit. And I was like, whoa, that never been like that before. And so I did notice some stuff. And then I was, just, you know, and then basically it was like she focused on her career and kind of what was going on with her. And then it created a bigger void. And I was just like, holy shit, I guess everything is fucked now. I mean, it sounds like that house just drained all the energy. Anything yeah. that was good yeah. left in that relationship right. just sucked it, it out. Right. So, so I mean, obviously you're divorced now, but how do you keep in contact, or do you? Oh, where does she uh, stand good, now? Or good question. Just... Um, I don't know. We haven't spoken in years. Um, after all that shit went down, she moved away from Salt Lake, and I reached out one last time when she was going to move and she never responded. Mm. Um, 
Damn. But yeah, yeah. I so have no fucking clue. How are you doing now? I mean, obviously, you know, this is emotional. And for those of you who, obviously, this is in video, watching you tell the story is fucking heart wrenching. I, I I know that sounds weird, but it, it just it really because it, obviously it's emotional. Oh, how totally. are how are you doing now in life? And and you know, you reflect back on things like that. Is this something that was one of the the pivotal things in your life that you just will never forget? Oh, it was a fucking total hell ride. Total hell ride. Yeah. I'll never forget any of that shit. Uh, I mean, as far as it affecting anything else that's happened in my life, not really. I mean, I just sold that other home that I was living in for three years mm-hmm. after I'd already bought that. Not for me. It was essentially for us. Sure. So I got rid of that house and I bought my fucking real dream home finally. Oh, cool. I got the mid-century cool. modern home that I really wanted. Awesome. It's like a glass house. It's beautiful. It's Minus not, the demons. Not fucking haunted. <laughs> Minus the demons. It's not haunted. It has the sunken living room like it's a yeah. beautiful fucking home. Um, yeah. I mean, my life is great. My career is killing it, uh, you know, but it's as far as, I mean, relationship wise, I mean, I just had a girlfriend. I actually just got a relationship that was two almost two years ish, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I don't really think that had an impact on that relationship, so to speak. But I think that, I mean, that whole situation that happened, I mean, all that was very, that was pretty scarring though. And I look back at that and like, I think. That whole thing ending and that losing that home and losing money, losing my marriage and all that shit that happened all, towards all in the one end. small amount of yeah a, that window. was fucking shitty. Like I don't wish that on anybody. That shit sucks. But I maintained and pushed through and fucking kept my shit together and was always responsible and didn't fucking lose my brain over it. But like right. I look back at that and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking a good chapter closed, you know? Right. So, but I'm like I said, as far oh. as her what's happened and how that really affected how it really emotionally affected her. I, we, I don't know to this day. I really don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting. You know, if you, if you ever did follow up and by all means, you know, if you do, it'd be neat to hear the story. I, um, thank you, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm at, you guys have heard this John and Josh, but I haven't, and I'm, I'm fucking floored. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard a lot of ghost stories in my time. This one really is is you know it's a piece of the cake. Yeah, it's a Damn. It's definitely a fucking trip, man. Didn't you yeah. don't ever think it's gonna happen? It's to just, you? it's intense every single time. And just to remember you and Ashley at that point, you know, years ago, like being an outsider looking into like your guys's lives, like you could feel a vibe going on, like you. The, yeah. It was there was there was some shit going on. Not just like oh Ashley and Skylar aren't getting along, but there was just like a more like yeah showing up to a party. Looming, guys just both kind of peel out of each other and yeah, and just there's a looming vibe just hanging over you like like if there was an aura like it was just like dark cloud heavy man. heavy yeah. So the, these are some of the things. One of the things I I told you to kind of remember was attachments and and I. Because I think that's an important thing, especially at the tail end of the story, when you talk about that, like what you walked away, if you kind of had a monkey on your back per se, when you walked away from the house and then you add other things. I mean, I, I wasn't sure on the demonic side till you explained the very end. And then that, that real, that, that's a sure sign of just, damn, you know, there, there's something, there's something happened. Um, that land maybe before the house, I don't know how old the house was. You're saying turn this, you know, 1950s. Yeah. I that mean, there's cursed. so many different factors that just, you know, play and all come into a perfect circle. And, and it's, uh, 
Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, it won't change my yeah. reading material for the last five and a half years. You know what I mean? I'm like sure. That. Now, are you still, you said you're kind of in the cult and you studied for a while or, you know, interesting thing. Is that still a pursuit of yours or you just, oh, yeah. did you just absolutely shut it down? Oh, no. I didn't shut anything down. I've always yeah. moved forward and I've actually expanded a lot. People would probably think I'm fucking nuts if I really told them how I felt about a lot of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Us. But I don't, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's one big shade of gray. When you're talking right. about the occult, aliens, right. demonic activity, shadow right. entities, uh, fucking monsters on planet Earth, from Bigfoot to things that are we don't know about. Oh, just blows explain. my mind. Stuff that's malevolent that doesn't leave a fucking positive imprint on your life. All of that shit is one shade of gray. Yeah. And it all operates in the same realm, and there is no indifferences to it. It's just about how it presents itself to you. Mm. I completely agree with you, and I think you know we're fragile. You know, as important as we think we are as a human race, our fucking minds and our souls are very, very fragile. And to open the doors to something like that, it's very easy to. You know, oh, yeah. I've done my fair share of playing with the Ouija board, automatic writing. I've seen things. I mean, I just, you know, so I, I I'm, yeah, I, I'm with you when you talk about this. Yeah, totally. Um, and like I said, too, it's like I haven't had experiences. I mean, I mean, from right. hallucinogenic drugs and doing crazy shit as a kid and doing things into your 20s and living a wild life. Like, I didn't see anything like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. Saw yeah. a lot of stuff, but nothing like that. Yeah. No, it's absolutely crazy. And for a long time, I shut it off, you know, for like 10 years. So I finally realized, I'm like, you know what? What's it going to do? You know, is it going to either kill me or make me better, I guess. And, you know, so that's one of the reasons we're here to share these stories because they're important. So yeah, I, I think that, like I said, too, I think it didn't help that my wife and me both at the time were both. We have empath characteristics. Right. I'm sensitive to that shit. I can pick right. up on it. But it's more of the malevolent stuff. Whatever was in it was super manipulative. She, it, it's a door. And she it finds a door. And she picked up on it right away. And it, yep. chose, it chose to fucking really pick on her emotionally right. before it started fucking with me. Right. And that's not uncommon. That's pretty typical that's shit very, that happens. That's very typical. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Skyler, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm in awe, personally. Yeah. You know, to I'm be honest with you. Left speechless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, stories like this uh, can be had. Hopefully, you know, if anybody out there has other stories, you know, you can call our hotline, uh, 801-252-69-45, all jokes aside. Very serious story, but, you know, we're not really serious podcast. But we do like sharing this kind of stuff. Um, and you can find us on media as well. You know, you can find us on Instagram, all the pop plas- uh, podcast platforms. Um, yeah, you guys got anything to add or? Just thank um, you for telling yeah. that. Ultra personal story. Yeah, oh, very, everyone. very personal. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, that's the first you know, time. Hopefully, ever... hopefully that helps somebody that might listen to this story and think they're not alone. They're not crazy. You know, like they are a grounded person and some crazy shit's happening to them. Oh, totally. This is the first you time know. I really talked about it that openly, that wasn't with like somebody that I've known my whole life 20 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. It's nice knowing that you're not alone in, in these kind of experiences. Oh, totally. And yeah. and it definitely is an amazing experience. So, man, thank you so much. And uh, I guess we have nothing else. Close the gates. Close the gates.